Uh-oh, you missed the crypto boat. What now? Maybe you didn't trust or believe in crypto in those early stages, but now you're noticing that some people are making big money with it. Meanwhile, you still don't really understand how it all works and you feel as if the crypto ship has sailed. But has it really? And is it really that important to learn about crypto? Let's find out. Hi and welcome to the Money Girl Club. My name is Valerie and in this show we will talk about money and investing without the attitude. Hi and welcome in a new episode of the Money Girl Club. Awesome to have you back here. Uh, I'm very pleased to announce that this is going to be episode number one or part one of a mini series about crypto. Because as I was prepping this episode, I was just thinking about doing the one, like one week of uh, of crypto. Um, but then I realized there is so much more to unpack. There is so much information, and I couldn't possibly fit it into one episode. So it will be three parts. Exciting. <laughs> um, I have been asking questions in my stories on Instagram lately about crypto, how you feel about it, uh, what you know about it. And so this this topic has been a long time coming. Um, I have been thinking about it for a while, but I really wanted to do it the right way. I really want to give you the best information possible. Because believe me, I have been researching crypto for a long time now, um, have been investing in crypto too. And I, it's more complicated than investing in the regular stock market. That is true. So I wanted to make sure it's the best quality you can possibly get. Okay. Um, I'm going to try my best to explain everything in the easiest way possible. Because I want you to get on board on this crypto adventure, whether you are about to invest in it or not. I just want you to understand how it all works, okay? Um, and I'm going to apologize right now for the boat metaphors, because I don't know why, but it just popped into my head. Uh, like, did you miss a crypto boat? Uh, has the ship sailed? And now we're diving deep into the world of crypto. I'm sorry. I believe if you have listened to uh, two earlier episodes, you know that I make lame jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe that's what you came for. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to start this first part of the mini series with um, yeah, a bit of an explanation of what crypto exactly is and why it is important that you know how it all works. Um, and we're going to start with the fact uh, or with the question rather, uh, is it too late to start learning about crypto? Because be honest, if you had a time machine, the first thing you would do is probably travel back to 2009 and buy a shit ton of Bitcoin, wouldn't you? I know I would. So maybe you believe right now that you are too late anyway to get started with crypto. Because back in those days, it was still very, very cheap. It wasn't very mainstream, to say the least. Uh, only uh, a couple of people were the early adopters of the, the crypto uh, story. Um, and yeah, maybe you weren't as greedy or weren't as prepared as those people to jump in right in the beginning. And now, when you look at the price of Bitcoin now, you could possibly hit yourself over the head with that. Uh, but yeah, it is the way it is and we are here now. But what can you do right now? 
Maybe you believe that you are too late anyway, like I said, but with all due respect, I call BS on that. Um, so you weren't an early adopter. So you needed a little bit of time to adjust to this new money. No shame in that. Uh, I didn't jump on crypto either in those early days because I was skeptic, just like you. Uh, does that mean that you have missed your chance? Absolutely not. It is not too late to build a solid crypto portfolio on one condition, and that is very, very crucial, that you properly educate yourself first. So the same thing that I always uh, say about investing on the stock market goes for cryptocurrencies. Uh, always educate yourself, look up information before you go all in, or well, I would not suggest you go all in either way. Um, but before you start, please, please, please get that information because it's a wild world out there. <laughs> so let's start with the very basics. And no, you should not feel stupid or silly for hearing all of this for the first time, okay? There's plenty of people out there who don't understand crypto, so that is what I am for. What is crypto exactly? I'm just gonna start with the definition and I will further explain after that, okay? So a cryptocurrency is a digital currency that serves as a medium of exchange through a computer network that is not reliant on any central authority to maintain it. This might seem uh, a lot of gibberish to you at this point, okay? I know that this is a very technical uh, definition and yeah, maybe it's not clear at all for you at this point in time. No worries, I'm going to break this down into small pieces. There are three really important elements to unpack in this definition. Starting with the first one, that is digital. So a cryptocurrency is a digital currency. Crypto is fully digital money, meaning that it only exists online. Um, our standard money, standard in, well, uh, I'm using air quotes now, is becoming more and more digitalized as well, especially after the pandemic. Um, you see less and less cash on the streets. Uh, you, everyone pays with their bank card or even not with their bank card, but with an app, uh, a banking app or a digital wallet like Google Pay, Apple Pay. But physical money does still exist. Like in my hometown, uh, Antwerp, there's a market every week and a lot of people, vendors on, the, on those markets, they don't accept card payments or let alone app payments. They only accept cash. So in that case, I would have to go to an ATM, insert my bank card, get some physical banknotes and go to the market where I can pay with those banknotes and I will probably get some change back in the form of coins, like those little metal coins. Um, now, I don't know about you, but I don't carry lots of cash these days. Um, I didn't before the pandemic and it's even less now because it's, it's just convenient, you know, you, you don't have to carry that weight. <laughs> Maybe it's neglectable that weight, but still, I don't know. I, I don't think it's comfortable. Um, carrying just one card with you is much more practical or even when you when you can pay with your phone that you're carrying anyway, I prefer that by miles. So yes, there are still occasions where you have to go to an ATM to get physical money, um, but with crypto, that's not possible. Everything is going on online. Crypto lives on that computer network. You cannot go to the ATM and get out a couple of Bitcoins. So that's for the first element, it is digital. 
Then for the second element, it is a medium of exchange. Um, crypto coins are interchangeable, just like the money that we know. For example, just like the euro, every Bitcoin is worth exactly the same. Every Bitcoin has the same value, just like every euro has. So you can exchange one Bitcoin for another. Let's say I am giving one Bitcoin to you, you wish, <laughs> uh, and you give me one Bitcoin back. Well, that doesn't change anything about our balance because those two bit Bitcoins are worth exactly the same. That value might go up and down, but if the value of one bit go Bitcoin goes down, so does the other. So they are completely interchangeable. That means that the coins can be used as a medium for exchange. You know, once uh, remember maybe in some of your history classes you have learned that in uh, well the very very prehistoric days we didn't have money it didn't exist um, and we would buy stuff uh, by exchanging goods uh, for example if you would um, have an apple and you wanted to trade that for a bunch of bananas then you would have to throw in a bunch of apples to get a bunch of bananas. That's how they did it. And then at some point they came up with money because it was much more easy to give everything a price and just pay with that money. Now, cryptocurrency can be used in the same way, at least most of them do, um, because they are interchangeable. You can buy things with it or you can trade with it. And then the third element, probably the most important one, a computer network not reliant on any kind of centralized authority. So crypto is stored and exchanged on a computer network. That's what we uh, determined in the first element. It's digital. But this computer network is not maintained by one particular authority, such as a bank or a company. In other words, crypto is decentralized. Now, you have to know that most of you uh, are probably client with a bank. Uh, we all grew up with the idea that that's normal. We have a bank account and when we spend something, our bank will keep track of those transactions. They will write it down in a register and you will be able to consult that register later to see where you have spent your money. And it is up to that bank to maintain that network. With crypto, your transactions are also registered and, and kept, but in a different way. It's kept on a network that isn't um, hosted and maintained by one central authority. It is open to everyone. How that all works, I will explain exactly in one of the previous uh, episodes, no, in, in the next one, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but bear with me right now. So it is decentralized. Instead of one bank or one government or one company maintaining that network, it is decentralized, open to everyone. That is probably the most important characteristic of cryptocurrencies. The network uses strong cryptography to secure the currency in all of its transactions because obviously it is money and we need to keep it safe. Um, if, if it would be just out in the open, everyone could take whatever is in your account and your money would be gone. Now, uh, cryptography, uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you know this, but I have had a classical training in high school. I've studied Greek and Latin and I have like this obsession with words that are derived from ancient languages. That's the case with cryptography. 
So we, we have two parts in that word. Uh, on the on the, the first hand, we have crypto, which means um, encoded. And graphy is derived from the word, uh, the verb actually, graphene in Greek, which means to write. So we are writing encrypted, uh, well, in an encrypted way. That is what cryptography means. We are using a secret code to secure that currency and the transactions. And the goal of that is to make an ultra transparent system that is also safe for everybody to use. So that is in a nutshell, um, yeah, those three elements of crypto. So first of all, it is digital. It's a digital currency. Secondly, it serves as a medium of exchange. And thirdly, that exchange it happens on a computer network that is not reliant on any central authority to maintain it. In other words, cryptocurrency is decentralized. So now that we've got that out of the way, uh, you might feel a little bit more ready to submerge yourself in the world of crypto. When you do that, at some point, uh, you will come across the term fiat money or fiat currency. And I wanted to elaborate a little bit on that because um, you might not know what that means. So fiat money is any currency that is created and endorsed by a government. Uh, its value depends on supply and demand, but also on the stability of the government and the economy that it is tied to. The national currencies that we all know, like Euro, US dollar, uh, Great Britain pound, Canadian dollar, Aussie dollar, you name it. Um, those currencies are all fiat money. Again, with the classical schooling of mine, I'm sorry if you didn't realize I'm a nerd before, then you will realize it now. <laughs> I'm not even saying I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. This is, this is who I am. I'm a nerd who makes lame jokes, okay? <laughs> So fiat is a Latin word, and it basically means with permission. Um, this is where crypto sets itself apart. You know, um, crypto is not issued or influenced by a government. It belongs to the global network, and the classic rules that apply to fiat money don't apply to crypto. Because what a government can do, uh, and we're seeing this now in, in this day and age, after the pandemic, the, the economy isn't doing very well. We have really high inflation rate, uh, rates. Um, and maybe you have heard in the news that the national bank or the central bank is doing something about that. They are taking measures to battle inflation. That is how you can see that the government has some kind of influence on the money we use on that fiat currency. With crypto, that is not the case. The government or the central bank cannot influence crypto in any way. They um, are completely untied to it. Uh, the rules that, that they apply don't apply to crypto. So in case you encounter the term fiat currency, and you'll certainly see that, um, then you know what it is. So we have talked about what crypto exactly is. Um, we know now that crypto is digital and that is that it is decentralized and that it has some really big differences to um, if you compare it to fiat money the money we know and have known for years probably throughout our whole lives why is it important to learn about crypto you might ask because you might be listening because you're interested to invest in crypto 
But you also might be listening just because you're curious and you don't necessarily want to invest in crypto, which is fine, but you want to understand what it's all about. And I can honestly say that's a good thing. Because, um, you know, let me put it like this. For as long as it has existed, the world has been constantly evolving. That's the case for nature, humans, animals, uh, but also for politics and the systems that we use to make our lives comfortable. Crypto aims to change how we treat finance. Because, Like I said before, we haven't used money always in the way that we do now. We used to trade goods, now we have money. Um, the rules changed throughout the times. And you could say that cryptocurrencies challenge the status quo that we have reached when it comes to money. We grew up in a world where it's completely normal to let the government dictate how finance works. This new technology works in an entirely different way. It wants to make money more fair and transparent uh, and above all independent from governments. Whether you agree with that or not, I'm just going to leave that in the middle. I just want to give you that information. It will have an impact on our future in one way or another. And that's why you should at least learn to understand how crypto works. Okay. But obviously you're doing that by listening to this podcast. So kudos. Good on you. This is where I'm going to end the first part of uh, the crypto mini series. We have discussed what crypto is, what, what fiat currency is and why it is important to learn about crypto. In the next episode, next week, I'm going to talk about the blockchain, namely the computer network that is decentralized. I'm going to explain how that works um, and why that technology is so revolutionary. Um, I didn't want to include that in this episode because that would be too much information for you to take in in one week. So tune in next Tuesday at 8 a.m. or at another time if that suits you better. Uh, but go and subscribe if you haven't already so you get a notification when the new episode is up. Um, yeah, and if you like this episode, if you thought it was useful, please give me a five-star review. You can do that both on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because um, that would help other people find the podcast better and that means that I can help even more people understand finance. By the way, in the near future, I will be hosting workshops, live workshops in Antwerp about finance and investing. Um, they will be in Dutch. They will be in, they will happen in small groups. I will host them myself personally, so I get to share my secrets with you. You can ask me uh, questions in person and one of those topics will definitely be crypto. I will be hosting workshops on how to start investing in crypto to um, give you a more in-depth understanding of what it all is. So if you're interested in that, I don't have a date yet, but I do have a waiting list and I will link that uh, in the description of this episode. Go there, sign up, become a VIP and you will be the first to get all the information about the workshops. Note that the seats will be limited. So once I open the doors to the live workshops, you will be the first one to get that opportunity and seats could possibly sell out pretty fast. So make sure that you're on there, okay? So link is in the description. Go there and check it out. All right, and then I will see you next week, Tuesday, 8 a.m. for part two of the crypto mini series about blockchain technology. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Girl Club. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. See you next week.